Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 158 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is Working with the Emperor Year, and my special guest is my co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times, Shaheen Miro. Welcome, Shaheen. Hi, thank you for having me here. I think this is going to be a really important topic right now uh, because there's so much going on in the world. And, you know, you and I wrote about in Tarot for Troubled Times about using the tarot cards to find universal years. And, and we're in an emperor year. So before we begin, let's explain to people how to find the tarot card for the universal year. Can you explain that? Yeah, so to find the uh, universal year card, you literally just take the year, so 2020, and you just turn it into an equation and you add it together. So two plus two is four, which is the emperor. And, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, I it's, when people hear about this, sometimes it sounds a little bit more um, difficult than what it is, but you literally just take each number and you put a plus sign between it and you can omit the zeros um, in this case. But if it were, you know, 1999 or something, each number would be added together. So just to clarify. Right on. I think people sometimes do do get that a little bit confused. So that's really important for them to hear. So, you know, four is the emperor. Let's talk about that. I mean, when we when I think of the emperor, you know, a lot of people have issues with the emperor in tarot because he's kind of hardcore. Mm -hmm. What do you think um, the emperor year has in store for us? Let's go there. Let's get our theories out there. Yeah, so I was thinking about this and I was talking about this with a private group that I do. And uh, one of the things that kept coming to me is this whole idea that the emperor is, um, you know, if we think about the emperor, he is a military leader or he's someone who's in a position of power. And so thinking about like politicians, CEOs, uh, business owners, world leaders, change makers, people who are overseeing um, how things are being organized and implemented and put in to action. And so one of the things that I think about with the emperor in regards to the emperor year is this whole idea that there's a collective mission that is being, uh, you know, being thought about. And so there's sort of in a positive light, the emperor is altruistic, you know, looking at what, what is the, uh, the good of my community or the people that I'm leading or looking after or, uh, you know, looking over. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Well, well, when you think about the emperor is also kind of like the father, right? So right. when, when we think of fathers, you know, we think of like father knows best or the person who wants to protect and take care of others. So the emperor on the positive sense can be very paternal, very protective, wanting to, to make sure everybody's secure and safe. When I see both of the cards, the emperor and the empress, like you said, I think of them as being um, like mother and father. And usually when I see the empress, I think of sort of sitting at her knee, you know, head on her on her knee and, and just kind of being in that comforting, loving, nurturing presence. Whereas the emperor feels 
I don't know if this is the right word, but feels a little bit more uh, impersonal to me or feels like he's a little bit more focused on what's happening out there, mm-hmm. you know, out in the world. So I don't know. It's kind of an interesting way to look at it. I don't want to get too caught up in the male and female aspects of it, but I feel like that's definitely how those energies play out. Right. And he's wearing a lot of armor where the Empress isn't, you know, the Empress is very accessible. Whereas the Emperor, when I always look at that little armor peeking out underneath his robe, I always think like there is some kind of an element of him that really is a little bit closed off. And I think we have to be really careful in an Emperor year that we don't wear too much armor. Um, You know, we really want to be protective, but we don't want to be to the point where we are also shutting people out which I think can be one of the things of the emperor. When we think of the emperor from a negative aspect, because, you know, there's always, again, like one of the things we talk about in Terror for Troubled Times is there is the positive aspect of a card, but there's also the shadow aspect. And the shadow aspect of the emperor in a year can be the dictator. It can be the person who maybe in their mind, they think they're doing a good thing, right? By shutting people out, for example. But it can really easily slide over into authoritarianism, which is the shadow side of the emperor. Yes. And i that's one thing that I would absolutely say to think about as we move into this year, whether it be, um, you know, what's happening in the world or how we're looking at our individual selves and how we are moving through the world, navigating this year and the positions that we might be in. You know, so if you're someone who is in a position of power, um, you know, where you're uh, managing or, or overseeing something, you want to be very mindful of the people around you, of the collective good, and make sure that you're not uh, trying to push your own personal agenda or trying to uh, control things. And so I think that is a really big piece. And I love what you said about um, not being too uh, almost, I don't know if you use the word defensive, but that was the word that I was mm-hmm. wanting to use with that armor. It's like you want to protect yourself. You want to be very clear of your boundaries. And much like the emperor or someone in that uh, more of an analytical position, you want to be very meticulous about what you're doing, having a plan, gathering all of the facts, the information. Uh, a word that I keep wanting to use is calculating. Um, in a, in a positive way, um, and making sure that you're arming yourself with information rather than preconceived notions or biases. That makes total sense. That's yeah, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent with that. You know, the other thing too, on, from an astrological perspective, because, you know, astrology is also one of my things. We've got a lot of Capricorn energy going on right now. Now the emperor is of course associated with Aries, But we have Jupiter and Pluto and Saturn all in Capricorn. And Capricorn has a lot to do with, like, governments and structures and power. Mm. And Saturn and Pluto are aligned on January 12th, which really sets this big tone. Saturn and Pluto only aligns, like, once every 34 years. And when they do, you know, it really has kind of a serious tone. And in Capricorn, it's really about, right now, our the earth, the government. And so that is going to be and power and our use of power. So that's a big theme too. And I think that's very interesting that we're in an emperor year and Saturn and Pluto are aligning in Capricorn, which is so much about power. What do you think of that? Yeah. Well, 
I didn't realize how um, astrologically interconnected those things are, but I do feel like um, that is an important piece. And one of the things that I was thinking about is the association with Aries um, and the emperor and just going into this year, kind of, as you were saying, um, the armor piece really stood out to me because, you know, if we think about Aries and we think about the pieces that you talked about with Capricorn, um, there is this feeling of, uh, conflict or confrontation or things are going to get precarious, you know, things are going to get challenging. And I feel like one of the major pieces of this year is really looking at uh, shifts in uh, power and in perspective and looking at uh, boundaries. And I think all of those things coming together, it's really important to lean into what is the intention here or what is serving everyone. And that might be something that you don't really know looking at it um, holistically. It might be something that you have to discover moment by moment as you go into it. So I don't know, but I love, I love that insight, the astrological piece of it, for sure. Well, the astrology is always interesting about world events and historical astrology. Not that I want to get into that because we're, this is a tarot podcast, but, you know, also with the, um, with, uh, the emperor being attributed to Aries. Aries is ruled by Mars. Mars, you know, Aries, it's a god of war, which is also, you know, when you think about it, it's very, very um, emperor energy. And it also really fits in with this Pluto, Saturn, Capricorn stuff going on right now. So I think we really want to watch what's happening on the world stage. We want to think Mm -hmm. also about on a personal level, how we deal with our own power and our boundaries, like you said, but one of the things I want to think about now, and this is something we discussed in Terrible for Troubled Times. So let's say right now the world is, and I think right now the world is looking like we're moving into a pretty volatile year, not just astrologically, but what I'm seeing on the world stage. And one of the things we talked about in the book was how to show up and be an activist and be doing your part in the world in a way that makes sense for you. Right. And in a way that makes sense for your birth card. So let's talk about your birth card and how that might, what you might do to show up in the world in a way that makes sense for you. Because not everybody's going to be out there trying to, you know, go into war or control the government or whatnot. So let's, what, how does people find their birth card? So you find your birth card again, just as we did with the year, um, but you take your birth date and you create an equation with that. So for me, my birth date is February 3rd, 1990. So uh, two plus three plus one plus nine plus nine plus zero, whatever that all adds up to. And then we reduce it down to a number between one and 21 because we're using the 21 cards of the major arcana and the tarot. And so for me, my number is six, which is the lovers. And, um, and yours is high priest and high, high priestess, priestess and justice. Yes. Yeah. So, and I think both of those are really interesting cards, very different cards. Mm-hmm. And the way that those would play out in an emperor year would be, different yes so how like how do you feel like your birth card lines up with this new year with with the emperor energy that we're coming into 
Well, first of all, back when I was really young, I was very, very, you know, involved in activism. And I was more like front lines, working for a newspaper and taking pictures and writing things and attending a lot of protests. I was very much in justice mode. And I enjoyed being in justice mode. I really did. I've always been very political. My family's been very politically minded. So those are things that, that really interest me. But as I got older, I really found that my introvert nature didn't enjoy um, being on the front lines or going to jail. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I, I spent a, a little time in jail for a protest that I did. And I said, you know what, Teresa, I don't think I like jail. That's not a good look on me. And so I found then when my career turned into really the high priest is working as a tarot reader, I'm more comfortable functioning in the empress in the world, not just through the tarot work, but by sharing information. The high priestess shares information. She helps people also to really cope with things that they're dealing with or that they're dealing with in the world. So I love sharing information. But also the high priestess is more behind the scenes. She's not on the front lines of justice. And so I like doing things like donating to good causes. I like, you know, using my social media platforms to alert people to places they can donate to or sharing my beliefs, which, you know, sometimes really makes some people uncomfortable. But the high priestess isn't worried about that. The high priestess is more about here's the information. Here's my gut feeling about things and let me work behind the scenes to do my part. And so in this emperor year and the emperor year, again, is very masculine. The high priestess is way more passive. That doesn't mean I'm going to be passive. I'm not passive, but it's a very feminine approach. And that is such a masculine card. So I think a lot of what I'll be focusing on this year is about women's causes, um, LGBTQ causes, things that are, you know, more of that side of, of, of things. Those are going to be the causes I'm going to be probably very involved in. I love that. And something that I was also thinking about as you were, were talking about the interplay of the masculine and feminine is that, um, as tarot readers, we have a special place in that we get to work with people who are sometimes in very, um, who are, who are in lots of different types of positions and roles. And we get to kind of, I don't want to say influence, but we get to be a part of their process as yes. they're, you know, thinking and contemplating and, and navigating what, how they want to show up in the world. And so, um, you get to be sort of an influence, uh, an inside influence, um, in some way for people who might be in those more, um, active roles. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter how you feel about it, we're not helpless, but we have to find ways to show up that are appropriate for us. Now, if I want to go back to full-on justice mode, of course, you know, I can always go back and march in streets or get involved in government. Uh, a really good thing for a justice person to do is run for office. Um, that I'm not going to do. So anybody who's listening, don't worry. <laughs> you don't want me running for office. Oh, my God. Um, you know, but I, I prefer being in my high priestess role. So I know that this is an emperor year. It's a very important year. It's a very important year politically, astrologically. I'm going to share my information. I'm going to hide. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to help people uh, deal with the hidden things or the things that they're struggling with or, you know, to work through their, their fears, all of that type of things. That's where right. I'm going to be able to do my best. Now for somebody who's an emperor, the emperor year would be their time to step up and lead. You know, mm -hmm. that, this would be the time to do it. Whereas somebody who might be a hermit 
A hermit might also be like the high priestess, comfortable sharing knowledge, working behind the scenes, maybe even working behind the scenes on a campaign. You know, there's all kinds of ways we can get involved in changing the world if we don't like the way it's going. And if you're not comfortable with this emperor year, you have to think about what can I do that's appropriate for me? So what about you with the lovers? How do you think you could show up to make a change in the world? Well, you know, the lover's card for me is all about uh, right relationship and uh, connections and commitments. So when I see the lover's card, and, and especially when I'm looking at it as as my birth card, it's really about holding space for people in my role as a, as a reader. And I get to allow people, I get to hold space for people and allow them to find, um, you know, insight and clarity and, and come to um, a more settled or balanced place around the decisions that they're making in their lives. So much like I was talking about Mm -hmm. with you as the high priestess. Um, But one of the things that I've been thinking about in this new year and thinking about how it plays into the energy of the emperor card is that a lot of times when we have an energy like the emperor, there tends to be these really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like polarized opposites. Yes. You know? And we're and we're seeing that a lot anyways with the social and political climate that we're in. You know, there's lots of opposing sides. And when I think about the emperor, you know, kind of being this more dominant force, um, I think about how can I be a bridge in, in this emperor year? You know, how can I bridge opposing sides? Because if people are receiving information or, um, if there's a climate that is trying to kind of cause you to choose sides, what we need is to find our likenesses rather than our differences. And I don't just mean that in really big uh, social or governmental issues. I think that that can happen in very personal and intimate ways as well. But that's kind of how I see this card playing out this year. Mm-hmm. And me really asking myself, how can I be a bridge or a connector for opposing sides? And I think I tend to do that in a lot of ways already, but I'm being much more intentional about that. So I'm really being aware of the conversations that I'm having with people, um, not just with clients, but also with friends or even with strangers, you know, rather than, uh, kind of reacting to something or getting in a, in a deep discussion about something that kind of enforces those polarized views. I kind of feel like I want to plant little seeds that maybe, help people have a broader perspective. Um, so that's kind of how I see the lovers playing out this year for me as my birth card with this emperor energy. And the thing with the lovers and the, the high priestess, you know, both of these cards um, are about relationships and about listening. Mm-hmm. And I know that listening, I'm very good at listening to all sides of the equation. I'm very objective, which is my justice side. I'm very good at being objective. And I I understand when, even if someone doesn't agree with my beliefs, um, I really do my part to try to understand where they're coming from. And I think a lot of people don't do that. You know, like you hear someone, you have an opposite belief and suddenly you get defensive, which is emperor in the negative, right? And then rather than trying to find a way to work together, we become really separate. And I think one of the gifts of the high priestess and the gifts of the lovers is the ability to listen, the ability to find, and justice too, the ability to find balance, common ground, and maybe a way to work together. 
Yes. And there is a way to work together, no matter even if you have different viewpoints. There are ways to work together, and I think people don't realize that, but there is. Yeah, when I think of the lover's card, I always, uh, as my birth card, I always see myself as the um, the angel or the angelic figure at the top of it who's kind of looking down on these two people, not because I feel like I'm an elevated being, but right. because I feel like I'm sort of watching you know, these two opposing sides and I'm, and I'm not even telling them, you know, this is what you should do, but I'm just holding space for it. You know, it's like a third party witness or something. Yeah. Terry's, my husband is a a lover's too. So, um, Mm -hmm. he's not as uh, patient at listening to other viewpoints as I am, but he tries, uh, you know, and that, that I think is something, you know, really universally what we all need to do right now, no matter what your birth card is, no matter what year we're in, I think one of the things, if we really want to change the world and make it a better place, we really got to listen to each other. We got to listen. I agree. And I think a good question for people to ask themselves going into this emperor year, um, regardless of what your birth card is, is really just how do you want to, uh, how do you want to show up and what kind of example do you want to set, you know, with, with your actions and your presence and the things that you're doing as you move through the world? That's very much the energy of the emperor. Absolutely. It's like, how do we want to lead? Lead by example. Yeah. And, you know, next yeah. year we're going to be in a hierophant year. And when you think about the hierophant, the hierophant very much like the emperor. Um, when I think of all the empress, the emperor, and the hierophant, you know, the empress is the laws of nature. The emperor is the laws of man and the hierophant is the laws of the gods, you know? And so we've really got to think about, again, example, what is our example? How are we going to be the shining example? Um, And how can we bring our very best forward? No matter what's happening in the world, we always have to think about that leading by example. So I love that you picked that, uh, that you said that. Mm, Thank you. So, you for people who are listening, they can learn more about um, the birth cards and how to use them to deal with what's happening in your world or the world. And we didn't even talk about personal years. You know that we want to focus really on this emperor year. But you can learn more about what we're talking about in Tarot for Troubled Times, which is available at booksellers everywhere, online and off. And also, I want to give credit to Mary Greer and Angelus Arian who are the originators of the birth cards method. So um, they have a, not they, but Mary has a book called Who Are You in the Tarot, which also goes really deep into birth cards. We talk about it from more of the political perspective, but they're talking about it, uh, or Mary's talking about it in more like the personal way. It's a really book, a really fascinating book that belongs on every tarot person's bookshelf. And it yes. really, for, yeah, I mean, it really inspired everything that we did in Tarot for Troubled Times. So I'm super grateful to Mary Greer for leading the way and Angela Zarian. Uh, there's another book on birth cards by Bonnie Chavez. Um, I don't remember the title off the top of my head. I'll put something about it in the notes. But uh, so there are other books on birth cards too, if you want to learn more. And also Ruthann and Wald Amberstone over at the tarot school teach about birth cards as well. So there's a lot of information on this for people to chew on. So in this episode of, you know, tarot bites, we're just scratching the surface of what is possible in understanding ourselves, our place in the world and how the world is operating through the lens of tarot. Absolutely. 
Well, Shaheen, I really want to thank you for joining me today to talk about working with the Emperor Year. And I hope we are all, you and me and everybody out there in the world is going to have a safe and sound year. We're all going to look out for each other. Yes, me too. That is my deepest prayer. Yes. Where can people find you online, Shaheen? You can find me at my website, which is shaheenmiroinsights.com. And you can also find me on all the social medias, uh, particularly Instagram is my favorite. And I believe my handle there is Shaheen the Dream. But Shaheen Miro, if you type that in, you'll find me all over the place. And people, you should be following Shaheen. He is amazing. All right, Shaheen. Well, we are going to wrap this whole thing up. So people, I want to thank you for listening. And a reminder, you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out and enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And by the way, if you are digging this podcast, do me a solid head over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>